0: It's time to let you in on a little secret. Actually, lots of secrets. We're talking strategy and most importantly, return on your investment for your podcast. Welcome to Branded Podcast Secrets. All right. Welcome to another episode of Branded Podcast Secrets. I'm your host, Aaron Greger, here with another amazing podcast host, uh, all uh, podcasts for their business. So uh, we have Pamela Crane today. Pamela is the host of the Yoga Pro Podcast. Pamela, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm very excited to chat about this. So let's talk about, for those of you who don't know Pamela, she is a certified yoga therapist. She's an actor, a dancer, a former broadcast journalist, and her podcast and her business is focused on helping yoga professionals looking for yoga information to help build their skills and run their business. Uh, I can only imagine yoga instructors are like a lot of other people, extremely well at their who are extremely good at their craft. They're extremely good at their craft, but in order to be extremely good at your craft and get paid, you got to run a business. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And I
1: think for most of us who got into this, we got into what we do because we want to share the gifts. We want to help people. We're heart centered, not necessarily business minded. And most of us didn't realize we were going to be entrepreneurs So we don't have that entrepreneur mindset, but yet here we are. So yes, (laughs) Yes, I'd love to hear a little,
0: yeah. And I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey. Like what brought you into yoga initially and then taking that next step to actually helping other yoga practitioners build too.
1: Yeah. So I found yoga, I suffer from fibromyalgia and in the process of trying to find some relief. I started practicing yoga. I had been a dancer all my life and just looking for a way to get out of that cycle of pain. I also have chemical sensitivities, so medications didn't really work well for me because they caused me more problems than they served or than they helped. And so I started yoga. I started practicing through the physical. I really didn't realize all of the mindset holistic benefits of yoga. I just thought this is a way for me to move. And then I've just found you know, it's not a cure for anything, but for me, the amount of relief I found for my fibromyalgia through practicing yoga was so clear, distinctive and and um, comprehensive that I just, I couldn't help but want to share it with people. And so my focus for a long time was helping people with persistent pain, autoimmune, because I have two autoimmune situations. And that was sort of where I was hanging out. That's with the space I was hanging out. And then I moved into the space of helping people with confidence and getting on camera. And it's, sort of that process of niching came from, I had this background of being on camera with journalism, acting in movies and films and, you know, um, commercials and as a performer. And it really just kind of came to the spot of marrying all of those things that I'm interested in to find my niche. And I think that it's really hard for a lot of us. I'm also kind of ADHD and And niching down can be really difficult because we, if you're multi-talented, multi-hyphenate, you have all these interests, you don't want to be locked into doing one thing. But what I found was when I took all of the things I'm interested in and married them, then I did come up with a niche kind of a little by accident, I guess. And so that's what got me around today. And I just trying to help people get online I, w- I had been working in the online space before COVID. I'd been doing um, persistent pain and autoimmune workshops online and just saw people kind of freaking out <laughs> when they had to go online. And, and I thought, I can help them. I can help you with this. And so that's really been my mission ever since.
0: Oh, that's great. Um, and especially yoga instructors, if a lot of them are doing it in studio, their whole business was changed.
1: Oh, it was devastating. It was yeah. devastating for so many people. And for so many, like, like we said before, heart centered who want to help, but uh. the thought of getting in front of a video camera and being on you know, TV or camera, it, it was just more than they could really Wrap deal, the with. Brain around yeah. and deal with and I heard a lot of people say well I don't think I can make the connection like I do in the studio you can't you can't connect with people and and I heard someone say this I wish it was me but I, I repeated a lot <laughs> he said if you couldn't make connections through zoom why do you cry at movies
0: and oh
1: you're right you're connected you're making connections so it is possible but you also kind of need to know how to do that. And that's one of the things that I teach people is how to make those connections. And, you know, one of the simple things is looking at the camera instead of looking at the person on the screen right now, we're having this conversation.
0: I'm doing it. I'm looking at
1: my camera instead of looking at you because my goal is for you to feel connected, not necessarily Mm -hmm. for me to feel connected. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Good to now I'm like, oh, I gotta look up.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's a skill, though. I mean, I wouldn't. It do, is I, a skill. I would,
0: I would practice it some, and I, I,
1: I kind of work with people on that to kind of help them hold their hand through that because it, it is a skill and it is difficult at first to be able to do that and also have that connection.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I want to talk about you've got this. You've got the n- niche. Which, like, I 100% agree with you. That is a very difficult place to get to. So, congratulations mm. for getting there.
1: Oh my gosh, it took me so long. <laughs> Three years of really hard, hard discovering of what is it? What is my? job yeah. What is what makes me get excited about it? What makes yeah. me excited to work? Yeah.
0: Oh, for sure. So, where were you in the journey where you were like, I, I'm going to help this particular type of, of group and this is how. And one of the ways I'm gonna do that is through a podcast.
1: Yeah. So I decided I wanted to do a podcast. I had been wanting to do an interview show. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing it on Zoom live interviews. Okay. And and I decided to turn that into a podcast. So I kinda of did it backwards. I think I started with Zoom and I had all these interviews and I I thought, I'm going to make this a podcast. And when I started doing the interviews, I called them intero views because my business is interoceptive performance. And, but then I decided to turn it into the podcast and it was like, I want to help yoga professionals, yoga teachers, and certified yoga therapists, because we kind of do different work even though Mm -hmm. we're using the tools of yoga. And so I thought this is a really great way for me to serve this community. And my goal with the yoga pro podcast was to elevate the profession of yoga because it kind of gotten a bad rap, so to speak and kind of still does in some circles. And my goal with the podcast is to highlight the benefits of yoga and what it does and go deeper than the yoga class. And there's nothing wrong with yoga classes, a $5 yoga class in a gym saved my life. So it's, it's so much more than just the class that you go to. And so my goal for the podcast was to really bring in these experts who can talk about the neuroscience behind it, who can really elevate all of us and every single i have a master of science degree in yoga therapy and every single interview i learn something new and i'm always my goal is to elevate the profession but i elevate myself every single week i learn something new every single week and sometimes i've said this a couple of times like i did this to serve but yet sometimes i feel like i'm getting this free private session (laughs) from my guests because i always learn so much and so, yeah, it's been a really amazing journey for me. I just, um, I hit the year mark at the end of October. Oh, congratulations. It, yeah, I started in October 28th of uh, last year, was my first, uh, I think I uploaded three episodes when I launched, didn't know what I was doing, I'm still no. learning so much, and I'm on my 50, I think I just posted my 57th or 58th episode this past week. So, yeah.
0: awesome. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, I was going to say, so outside of the, like, it started as a Zoom idea, right? And changing, has anything else changed from, this is what I'm going to do to I'm 58 episodes in now, and this is where the podcast is. Like, how How has that morphed?
1: Yeah, I think. Well, I've gotten a lot more um, systematized. I, I
0: don't know, standardized yeah, that, in my. Yeah.
1: I, I kind of have a flow, and mm-hmm. a, a process. Yeah. Which in the beginning, I didn't have, and it took me forever to edit and do the social media graphics and all the things. And now it's, it's a little bit easier because I've gone through this system and I tried to have a producer, but that didn't work out because I don't think anybody knows what you want the way you know what you want. Right. And so while it was hard doing it myself, I think it was harder trying to do it with someone who really didn't understand my values and maybe I wasn't communicating with them the way I needed to be because I had never done this before or worked with anyone in this way. So yeah, I learned a lot about myself and what, how I must temper my expectations. (laughs) And so I am looking for a VA and I know that I've learned so much through this process that when I do find that person, I'll know better how to work with them because of my experience with that. I'm getting ready to take a hiatus on my podcast. I'm going to take the month of December off. Okay. And there are a couple of things I think I may want to reformulate and come back fresh with a a little, a few changes for next year, but I'm kind of taking December to percolate that and make sure I don't want to, do something, you know, I mean, the yeah. people. I, I think the people who listen are pretty loyal. Like the feedback I get, they really love what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So obviously I don't want to change too much. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm thinking about maybe doing a survey to see, like, what do you love about it? What do you wish I was doing differently? What, you know, what would you like to see? I'm always asking people, what guests do you want to see on the show or here? I haven't put mm-hmm. it. This is the other thing too. This is part of my ADHD thing. I did them on video because I love being on video on camera and I don't have a problem with it. And so yeah. every single one I have on video, but I haven't put them on YouTube yet.
0: Oh uh, yeah. You need to put those on YouTube.
1: I know, but you know, here I am. I, I, I can't do everything. And I, I spent a lot of time on self care this past year and I yeah. just haven't done it. And I'm, I, I, not beating myself up too much about it. I know I need to, but I, um, I think my platform Libsyn. I just found this out. I think mm-hmm. they will put it directly to YouTube. So I need to investigate. Oh,
0: okay. That. I think they do too. Yeah.
1: So at least moving forward, I mean, fifty-eight episodes, yeah. sixty episodes in. Uh, at least moving forward. If they put it directly there, that I think will make things a little easier. And then another thing I want to do that I haven't done yet is get on Pinterest because I've heard that Pinterest is really great for podcasters and, um, but you know, having the bandwidth to do all that and I'm pretty hot and heavy on Instagram right now and keeping up with that is yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to keep up with.
0: And so, you know, and doing your business. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That whole business part. Yeah. Unfortunately you do. Yeah. You got that whole piece. Well, but here's the deal. So I agree with you. And actually what's funny is the girl who I just recorded with right before you was talking about how Pinterest has been a huge part for her podcast, but you've, you're not, you're growing. Right. And so I think this is a very important thing for people to understand you aren't anywhere and or you aren't everywhere. you don't have a team of fifty people behind you yet no. yet the <laughs> I don't podcast think
1: I want uh, honestly I don't think I want that, but
0: yeah <laughs> well, and I was gonna say but yet the podcast is still doing amazing things for you It's so yes. so can you talk about I think this is really actually instead of being discouraged, I think this is really encouraging because how has your year into this a little over a year? How has it helped your business? Like what has it done for you? Um because I'm going to assume it's done some things now that you're, you know, you're going to plan on on a year 2 for it.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's it's been amazing. And while I haven't monetized the actual podcast, yeah. as far as sponsors go, and very much I had one sponsored show. I'm picky.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, i in the nature of my work. I think it's important that I, I, um, I be picky on that. mm -hmm. But what this podcast has done for me has helped me build relationships. And through those relationships have brought referrals for clients. And through these conversations that I get to build relationships with people who are big in this business. Then when they hear of someone who needs help with confidence, then they go, oh, I know a great yoga therapist who works with people on confidence. And not only yeah. does she have the skills to teach you how to be on camera and the actual techniques that you need, but she can kind of help you dig into that mindset and figure out where the fears are coming from, why you're struggling, and then help you overcome those so that when they start creeping up you can go no 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 you stay over there so i think that has been one of the biggest things and and then obviously clients because i have had some solo episodes where i talk about confidence and connection on camera Mm -hmm. or yoga to build your confidence or whatever and so people contact me and say oh this is really resonating with me i i heard myself today And so for me, it's not been a, let me have this podcast so I can make money off the podcast. It's been more of a, of a calling card or a referral generation tool. Mm -hmm. And I love it because I love building these relationships with people who, when we have these conversations and they, they, get me and I get them. And then my audience gets to hear all of these amazing people who really know their stuff. And so I'm giving them a gift and then they come to me because they go, Oh yeah, I I love that conversation. That was so amazing. So that's what it's been for me. And then I do sometimes have affiliate links, Like when, if we talk about a book, I'll put an affiliate link in the show notes and get some sales from that. You know, it's not a lot, but it does help some.
0: Yeah, for sure. I love it. I And I think that's really important to understand it. You know, everybody goes for the sponsorship, right? But when it's giving you leads to pay for your business, like, you know, to bring in, like, that's probably better than sponsors. Uh, It's not something to be overlooked for sure. I want to talk about... Oh, go ahead. Uh,
1: Yeah, I was just going to say one more thing too. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with sponsorships.
0: No, me either. I think...
1: But it is important to be intentional about it. Yes. And whether it is someone coming to you and asking you if they can sponsor and really just sitting down with yourself and saying, how does this... Feel in my body
0: mm-hmm.
1: to entertain this idea. And how does this serve my audience? And is it something that I would use or is it something that I'm doing because the money's there? Right. And so I think w- when we can come at it from intention and yes. we can really make great decisions on whether we want to take on a sponsor or not.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. How about promotion? Because I, we were talking before and I said, I have a feeling if we talk about promotion, you're going to talk about Instagram. Uh, (laughs) seems like you've been doing really well over on Instagram. And like you said, you've been, you've been over there a lot. Can you talk about, is that your primary sandbox that you're playing in when it comes to promotion? Or let me ask that first.
1: For the most part. Okay. Because I've, I've gotten a lot of traction on Instagram and especially with reels.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: had a reel go viral and literally got 7,000 new followers.
0: Wow. And yeah.
1: It, it was crazy. It was within a couple of weeks. I, it had 3.6 million views, 7,000 new followers. And then all of a sudden it just stopped. So the thing about Instagram is I think you, you, you kind of have to temper your expectations there as well and go in with the mindset of service and I'm providing this value. I'm providing these things and whatever happens, happens. <clears throat> and funny story about that one that went viral was it was something that I sat down in the spur of the moment and shot in about two minutes and put up. It was not anything that I had planned or worked hard on because I I'll sit and I'll batch and I'll come up with all these great ideas. And this one, I hadn't posted a video in a while. And I thought, Oh, let me just put something up. Literally. That's what happened.
0: Oh my gosh. It
1: resonated with people. It resonated. I was showing some checks from a movie that I was in 20 years ago that I got cut out of literally, but I still get paid.
0: I saw that one. That is so funny. I totally saw that one. Yeah. And
1: but it resonated. And what I said was now these days I'm helping people be confident on camera, but I miss those days of being on set. Should I start acting again? Would you ever audition for a movie? And it went nuts and I couldn't believe it. And honestly, going viral was crazy because it takes a lot of time because you're trying to keep up and answer all the questions. Cause I got so many questions. You got to respond to the haters, which I responded with compassion and Grace. And what happened is most of the time they apologize because they were expecting something else. I guess I don't know what they were expecting. That's but, awesome. But it was, it's been a really interesting... That has been an interesting um, journey. I also use Facebook. I have a Facebook page, LinkedIn. And I post my podcast on my Google page. So... I keep those. I keep it very simple. I just uh-huh. do a simple post. I put the show notes and then my graphic, my cover graphic from the actual podcast, and I use uh, Publer to okay. schedule those three: the Facebook, the in, uh, no, the Facebook, the LinkedIn, and the Google. Mm-hmm. I just I schedule those from there. I schedule the Instagram one and Instagram creator now because I can do a carousel with just the cover art and then the audiogram. And I just keep it simple. I know that, and I do a story. I do an Instagram story the day before the podcast comes out, you know, this coming tomorrow or New Show Wednesday or whatever, I have the same one I use for every one. You know, I put in their picture and their title. And I try not to just stress about things and like I said earlier when I kind of standardized okay this I do this every week I do this every week it made it so much easier to manage and easier to do and for me if something's easy to do I'll do it and if it's too complicated I'll just kind of throw up my hands about "There, eh, I'm not going to do it yeah so those are those are the avenues that I use and but Instagram is where when my post is coming out I get on and I engage before and after and I'm really more I'm invested, but the other ones, I have this little bit of presence so that when people are there, they, they can see it. And I, I think it's important to have it on my Google, but I don't understand the Google business very
0: much, Yeah,
1: so, you know, and I, you have to, I think you have to pick one or two places to really hang out. I hang out on Clubhouse 100%. a lot too. Um, I host Clubhouse Rooms on Confidence and Connection on camera. And that's where I funnel people from there to my Instagram. And so those are the two where I invest time. The others, I just send the posts and, you know, I've already written the post. I've already mm-hmm. gathered the hashtag. So I feel like well, why not? It takes me two minutes to do the publer post, schedule it and have it go there. So those are the places where yeah. I'm hanging out. But I really want to get the YouTube and the Pinterest going But I'm going to have to get help for that. Yeah, like you know, there's only so much energy and time I want to invest.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm super curious. Did you? So when that thing went when your reel went viral, did you see a correlation in an uptick in downloads on your podcast?
1: I don't recall seeing that. Okay. Um, I I don't know that I was looking for that either. Yeah, but. Because my podcast, mm, it's kind of hard to to make that correlation because my podcast mm-hmm. is geared towards yoga professionals.
0: Yeah, and that's what there I was guys, wondering, yeah.
1: That reel that went viral is really geared more towards being on camera and comfortable on camera. So it's, I didn't talk about the yoga aspect, yeah. of it, the mindfulness aspect of being confident on camera in that reel. And I think that's a danger... Everybody wants to go viral, but when you do, if it's not directly related to yeah, something, but it is directly related to my business. So, it's it's kind of tricky, right? Yeah, because I do teach this in my business. I use yoga in that, but that reel didn't directly lead to the Yoga Pro podcast. The biggest upticks I get on my podcast are when my guests share. Yep. I always can tell when they send in their email or when they are really heavily promoting it. Obviously, I can tell when they promote it on social media because they tag me. But yeah, the people who send out emails, their episodes are the ones that shoot up. Yeah. And it, it's pretty obvious. And it's not so... I've asked people to be on my show before, and they've said, oh, I don't have a big social media following. Do you require that? I, and I always say no. I require that you're knowledgeable about the subject. I'm here to serve. And that, that to me...
0: I think it's so important.
1: ...doesn't matter. I'm like, I am a heart-centered entrepreneur. So I want to help heart-centered entrepreneur. Those vanity metrics of numbers don't matter to me because if you have... 10,000 followers on Instagram, but you share it one time in a story, as opposed to someone who has 500 people on their email list who are engaged with them and really into them Mm -hmm. and you share it there, they're going to go listen to my podcast. Yeah. Your 10,000 followers of what, 2% see your story, whatever. May or may not. So for me, what's really has been the best indicator is if they're sharing it, with their engaged, loyal people. And yeah. I, I had a guest one time, well, it's been a couple months ago, and her episode immediately, I mean, within two days, passed the longest or the highest
0: wow watched,
1: or listened to episode uh, immediately. And she said, yeah, my followers are very loyal. they They look at, they listen to every single thing I do. But they can't do that if they don't know about it.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> so, great. Yeah, and
1: she, she said I've shared it everywhere. And I can tell. I I can absolutely tell. And then so some guests who have these big followings, but they don't share it. So nobody knows. Yeah. And so I don't I don't put a lot of effort into that metric. Yeah. I put more effort into what do you know? What can you share? Can you touch someone? Can you make a difference in their life? And that's, what's important to
0: me. Oh, I love it. And I think it's, it's a really important, like you said, it's not about the numbers because you can't guarantee that anyway, that they're going to get it in front of them. Mm -hmm. So it's about the content. So Pamela, this has been amazing. I, I love, um, all that you've done and and what you're working on in in your podcast. If somebody wanted to listen to your podcast or find out more about you, where is the best place for them to go?
1: Oh my gosh. The best place is probably Instagram because that's where you, that's where I'm going to post everything. If you go to Instagram and you click on my link in bio and grab my freebie, I have a confidence and connection on camera freebie. If you grab that, you'll be in my email list. And that's the next place to okay. really make sure you get. But I don't even know with that anymore. Everything goes to spam folders. It's, so. <laughs> it's hard to tell. It's, come,
0: yes. it, 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 it's getting it's so harder. It's hard to yeah. tell
1: because, yeah, I hosted a Reels challenge recently. And I think a lot of the people that signed up for it didn't get the, get the information because it went to their spam folder. So I don't even know as far as as all of that goes. But yeah, if you find me on Instagram, it's interoceptive performance.
0: Okay. And,
1: um, I don't know if I should spell that out, but
0: I, it, I'm going to leave it in the notes page. Okay, yeah, but go yeah. ahead.
1: Grab the show notes interoceptive performance. And, uh, you can find me there on Instagram and LinkedIn, Facebook. Yeah. All the places. So, and okay. if you want to send me an email, you can do info at interoceptiveperformance.com and you can send me an email. My website's a little out of date <laughs> for uh, what I'm doing, but you can always catch me there. So,
0: Okay, perfect. I'm going to leave all that in the notes page over at aarongregor.com. Pamela, thank you so much for sharing today. I really appreciate it. Uh, I am inspired by you. I need to get on reels. I've been avoiding I can them, help you but with that. <laughs> yes. Well, I saw you did a 30 day challenge and I'm like, you know, what? I need to do this 30 day challenge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, I know they greatly benefit. Um, it's just a matter of, I love watching them. Yeah, <laughs> I just I'm don't want to do them too. as much.
1: It's so much fun. But the thing that I would say, if if I can share one more thing,
0: yeah, real, please,
1: is don't feel like you have to do what everybody else is doing. Yeah. If you don't want to dance, don't dance. If you don't want to point, don't point. It's that reel that went viral was literally me sitting on my couch, dirty hair in a bun, no makeup, pointing at not pointing, but pushing an item towards the camera and back. Yeah. That's what people resonated with. So, yeah, I put on makeup and I batch these reels and they're fun and I enjoy doing them. I ha- I'm a dancer, so I like to dance in my reels. But you don't have to do that. And if you're shy to be on camera, start with something that maybe your face just shows for a minute and then it- and then you put something else. Give yourself grace. Don't feel like you have to do it all and be perfect because you're not yeah. going to be. And realize that what we think is important to put all of our work into might not be what resonates with people. And the thing that resonates will be, maybe unexpected and just enjoy it and and do what feels right and fun for you. If you feel like you need to dance, but you're awkward at it, then call out that. Yeah. And people will resonate with that. And they'll be like, Oh my God, me too. And that's what we want. We want to make people feel something. We want to make them feel like they get us and we get them. So be yourself and have fun with it because it can be really fun, but it's not going to be fun if you're stressed about it.
0: I love it. This is great advice. So (laughs) you're, you've inspired me. So Pamela, thank you so much again. And uh, it was awesome talking to you today.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. It's been so much fun.
0: Absolutely.